0: Welcome to Friday, friends. It is July twenty-fourth. It is the best fantasy football friends podcast live stream of all time, and uh, I am Sandro. Always joined by my buddy Ani at Ani twenty-three. I'm at only Sandro on Twitter and Instagram as well. You could send us a email at the most confusing. Email address of all time, Friday Friends, email at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash Friday Friends. Ani, how are you doing this Friday?
1: I am doing fantastic, Sandro. We got baseball back yesterday, the reigning World Series champions, Washington Nationals, took the field, only played six innings. We saw Dr. Anthony Fauci spike the ball into the ground, had one of the worst first pitch. Throws I've ever seen, and I think we, I think uh, maybe we should start a conspiracy podcast because looks like that's where you know you get popularity in uh, streaming.
0: Well, all all I know is Twitter had a lot of jokes about Dr. Fauci's pitch being socially distant from the catcher, um, and I, you know, kind of mean but kind of accurate. Uh, I don't know, man. I think the Friday Friends is the number one podcast at this time slot. Uh, streaming and on Anchor and
1: all the. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. All your number one
0: uh, everywhere that you could stream podcasts as well. I mean, we we've gained uh, over the last couple of months, even though we've had limited episodes uh, of the live stream and the podcast. I mean, we have Germany checking in. We have Ireland. We're up to 19 states streaming and downloading and listening to the show. And uh, yeah, we're we're doing great, and we're going to be rolling into this you know fantasy football season. Shortly, and uh, some of the things that we're going to talk about today involving fantasy football, we're going to look at some players that are in new places. I want to get Ani's uh, take on some potential rule changes in leagues this year. You know, we're we're also you know, look, MLB is back, right? the The Nationals played last night, and we're going to get some props from Ani later on in the pod uh, for tonight's game. No, Real quick,
1: Sandro, yeah. before we dive into the the podcast here. Is it more like baseball is back than, one, a rain delay and a short game in D.C.? I feel like that's, that happens almost every year or the Nationals just don't know how to judge the weather. They either keep their fans there too long at the beginning or something like last night happens. Two, Clayton Kershaw gets scratched last second with a bad back. Tell me if that's not more fitting as baseball is back. It, Kershaw gets scratched and the Nationals get into a weather delay. It, it's back. It's
0: literally <laughs> as if the season started on time. Like this right. is literally week 1 baseball nonsense that happened and uh I'll be honest like last night the Kershaw back thing. Now look, I I got distracted. I made DFS Mistake rule number one, and that was I wasn't able to really look at all the news coming out when I built my lineup, and I had to. Julie
1: Kershaw in there.
0: I well, I pivoted after the after lineup lock, but I would have figured out a way to get in. Uh, I had Scherzer locked in. My my two pitchers were Scherzer and Kershaw.
1: I think that's what a lot of people had because Kershaw was so cheap. They you had to play Kershaw yesterday. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't play, but like if he was to play at seventy seven hundred on DK, you had to play Kershaw.
0: Yeah, and I liked Scherzer's price compared to Cole,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: but and but I fi- I mean I figured opening day Scherzer Kershaw and not overpaying for pitching was perfect. Yeah, A- and by the time I kind of caught wind, I, I mean I I pivoted to May instead of Cueto, uh, but I I mean I would have I would have dumped the salary into pitching if I if I really looked into it earlier i would have had scherzer and cole uh and then tried to like put scrap heap in the outfield or somewhere but you know i i did not cash last night this is a long way of saying i did not cash and it was a typical i mean this is basically what happens to me in july in the normal baseball season i feel like i didn't miss anything the only difference is i have not lost as much money as i would normally lose by now in a regular DFS baseball season. So, I mean, that's
1: we I think we've been doing pretty well here in the pandemic DFS. You've been crushing some MMA. We've been taking down some soccer cash. I feel like we have won more money in the summer months than we have in the past because baseball has not been there. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. Well, MMA the last two weeks, I have been horrible. Last week, literally every fighter I had in did not – they got like six points combined. It is horrible. To uh, so the I mean, listeners
1: out there, if you want to win money on MMA, pick the fighter to win the fight that's not in Sandro's lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the new trend. I have to build two lineups: one with <laughs> the my original gut feeling, and then another one with the exact opposite uh, matching up. But real quick, Ani, there's yeah. two major things in the news, and uh, the first one is the big TB. Do you have any Tom Brady?
1: Oh, oh, Taco Bell. Yeah, oh, boy. I was like the big TV, the big right, TV. So, so for anyone that knows me out there, I'm I'm the biggest Taco Bell fan you'll ever meet. Like I get this place once a week. Yes, I do. I I coined Taco Bell Friday. More recently it's been Taco Bell Thursday for me. I go every Thursday, I get it for lunch. I think after we record this podcast, I'm probably going to go get Taco Bell. That's cuz that's just what I do on Fridays.
0: Usually, our post show meal is Taco Bell.
1: Is Taco Bell? We've, We've been, been yeah. 14, when when yeah. we used to record it together in the same room, we'd go get Taco Bell. Um, they're removing items. Uh, please let the. It's too painful for me to like talk about all the items coming off. But please let let the people know.
0: Yeah. Uh, grilled steaks. And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. Some of this stuff I'm not a fan of. So good riddance. So grilled steak, soft taco, good. Got I never got it. Trash. Gone. Seven layer burrito. Um, oh, that
1: shit was good. I'll miss you. Whoops. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Uh, Nacho <laughs> Supreme. Good riddance. I, I don't even, what? It's just these nasty chips. Good. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Nacho Supreme. Beefy Fritos Burrito.
1: Yeah, Never got it. Five it people go.
0: probably ordered that the whole time it was out there. T- Spicy Tostada. Never even heard Never of it. Never got it. No. no, gone. Triple layer nachos. I, That's is,
1: That was good. That was good. Was it? Big fan. Yes, big fan, big fan, big fan.
0: What's the difference between the Nacho Supreme and Triple Layer Nacho? There's
1: just three layers, Sandro, on, on the Triple Layer. It's, it says it in the name. Next.
0: Spicy Potato Soft Taco.
1: I, I never got that. It can go.
0: Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes.
1: The, the greatest item on their menu. And the fact that they're taking it off is an absolute it, – it's a travesty that that item is coming off the menu.
0: I don't know if I've ever had this thing. Cheesy
1: Fiesta potatoes is the best thing that's ever come out of Taco Bell.
0: Loaded Grillers, cheesy potato, beefy nacho.
1: My roommate in college was a huge Loaded Grillers guy. He would get like four every time we went. So I'm sure he's reeling. But I also a huge fan of the Grillers.
0: Chips and dips. It's just labeled chips and dips. So I don't. I don't. Is it just you order chips and they give you some like salsa on the side? I don't know. I guess, but then, I, I, that's
1: that. You don't go to Taco Bell for chips and dip. No,
0: and then mini skillet bowl. I don't like. I don't know what that is. Um, look, I'm a Crunchwrap Supreme guy. I'll, you know, I like, uh, chalupa. You know, back in the day, like you could order like a. I, I like cheesy gordita crunch. I mean, there's a lot of great options there. Um, I'm I'm not gonna miss any of these. Maybe the seven layer burrito, I think. But my main look. I mean, my main move right now is whatever the box is. The five dollar box. If-
1: so now it's a it's a grilled stuffed burrito box is the new and that is a really good burrito.
0: Okay, yeah, and so for me it's I'm I'm all about the box. It's a value, but it all you know sometimes the box isn't that great. Like whenever they do these like I don't know they're testing out some new item and it's like I don't want it and then I'll revert back to Crunchwrap Supreme.
1: Yeah, I, uh, the staples are still there, which is what's important, but the fact that Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes is getting removed, honestly, it's I might cry.
0: I think there's a petition online that you could sign and uh, you could like tell people that you want it back. So I'm sure I'm sure you can um,
1: get it back if you want. I'm going to uh, change.org Taco Bell, all right. Let's uh petition. Oh, don't let animals suffer. Whoops, that, That's not the one I want to sign. I already don't eat animals. <laughs> Uh, bring back an item all right
0: bring back an item is that a ri- uh, like did you really find the petition right now
1: i have not found it yet okay. there's to the save the mexican pizza that's good riddance that can go bring back the taco there's so many petitions out there oh my god
0: oh and like like look for me the staple is like i like uh the quesadilla chicken quesadilla for me with yeah, but fire see, see, sauce.
1: There, there's, there are staples, but there's also, like, the Cheesy Fiesta potatoes is the perfect, like, accompaniment with, like, your meal. It's only a dollar, so it's, like, it's perfect. I
0: don't know. I'm I'm going over. I've never thought I would ever say this, but I'm on Taco Bell's website looking at their menu. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you're about, getting hungry, aren't you? I don't, well, I don't know what a power... Menu bowl is. I never, I've, I've, is this like their idea? Of That's like, like
1: their health menu. Yeah. Like, you're not going to Taco Bell to get a salad. All right. No. I'm sorry. You're just not doing it.
0: No, like Burrito Supreme, I'm all about. I'll, I'll have that. I like the crunch wrap, dude. I'm very simple. Seven layer burritos. Okay. I, whatever. Uh, but yeah, dude. So they're making changes. Um, I, I think I saw Taco Bell's like voted like most healthiest fast food chain which yeah yeah it's the perfect argument when when your girlfriend's like did you eat healthy today of course it did i had taco bell of course of course what did
1: you have i had the healthiest fast food out there what was it taco bell ring the bell baby ding ding ding
0: so usually after you and i get taco bell uh and and kind of discuss our post-show Meeting, we watched Netflix. There's a new show out there I started watching last night. Uh, we could give Jules a shout out for this because she put it on. Uh, have you seen Indian matchmakers or magic? I have not, but the fact that Jules put it on makes a lot of sense because I feel like that's the perfect
1: Jules show.
0: I, I feel like
1: I can't wait to read uh, Jules's um commentary on this. I'm sure she'll have something on Twitter about the show. You
0: You need to watch this if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I, and I, I'm speaking to everyone, our whole audience, not just Ani at Ani Shree 23. Yeah, why? It's, it's
1: called because Indian matchmaking. You're like, you need to watch this. What no, are you trying to say here, Sandro? <laughs> no,
0: like, there's this one, there's this one lady who's trying to find love. I mean, the the whole premise of the show is, uh, you know, people trying to find love. They have been in the dating scene. It has not been working out. So now they're kind of going back to the traditional uh, matchmaking. You know Indian culture, oh, I guess. God. And uh, this one lady, I, I, I. All right. So first of all, I thought it was gonna be one of those shows where the first episode gave you like all the action, and then the rest of the episode, the episodes would kind of like it would peak after episode one. No. Right. It's constantly rising, right? Because there's this one lady who literally does not know what happiness is, and she will what? I, she, I like I will. I don't look. She could. The matchmaker is trying to do her job. I'm hoping the matchmaker finds her someone. But literally every date this lady goes on, she is a train wreck. So, for instance, she talks about how she loves to travel. So, you know, if you're on a date, Ani, and someone says, hey, I love to travel, what's, like, your normal thing? Like, what would you say next?
1: Um, Where have you been? Where do you want to go? Um, Bucket list. Favorite food. Like, which place had the best food, stuff like that,
0: yeah. And then you would probably mention somewhere that you've been, right? I've been,
1: correct, yes.
0: So let, let's let's just do like a little role play here. Tell okay. me right now uh, one or two places that you'd like to go to, and I'll be that lady. All
1: right, uh, I would love to go to Spain.
0: Oh, I've been to Spain, but that's kind of weird that you would want to go to Spain. Spain wasn't that great.
1: Um, I would love to go to the Bahamas.
0: Oh, the Bahamas? For real? I've been there, but you wanting to go there is kind of strange.
1: Oh, wait, well, that's, that's what you would
0: say? <laughs> every, she She's like, I love to travel, and then every place that that person would say that they would want to go to, she'd be like, uh, yeah, that's weird. Or like the one guy's like, where would you want to go for 10 days to relax? And she'd be like, it's a good question. Why do you? Why do you need ten days to relax? What's wrong in your life that you need ten days? And why would you want to be at one place for ten days? Like, what's, oh my god, what's going on with your life that you don't, you can't relax, and you need more than three days? Oh, by the way, I I I lived on a boat for like a couple of days, but I hate the sand, so like, don't bring me to the beach for more than two hours. <laughs> like, I, I was dying. This lady will will. I, I like there's a very special human that she's gonna have to meet in order to so make her happy.
1: Don't don't tell my girlfriend, but like are there auditions for next season? Like, should I sign up? Dude, I'm I'm uh I wanna should, join. Sh- should to
0: we beef it. up
1: should, should we beef up my portfolio yes. here? Dude, So I can get on the Netflix Indian matchmaking show. I'll, I'll text my girlfriend right now. I'm gonna be like, Hey, I'm gonna get on the Indian matchmaking show.
0: Dude, you gotta get on this. Uh it is it's at it's, it's very entertaining uh for anyone out there that's looking for a new show uh it's for real i i was at first i was a little skeptical like i don't know but you get sucked in by this one lady specifically and then some of the other storylines are good like this one guy that was matched up on a date with her you could tell by his facial expressions that he was not feeling it but then they did like a post interview for the date and he was just like really nice about it like oh yeah like i I think she would challenge me in some aspects. And I, I liked the, the discussion the dialogue was great, blah, 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 blah. And then like the next scene was him packing to leave. And he was like, yeah, n- not gonna, not gonna work. Like, uh, I, I don't think her and I see eye to eye, but dude, she's, she's a train wreck. Uh, there's, there's more than one storyline and, and, uh,
1: uh I'm going to start watching it today.
0: Yeah. I, I think you, uh, you would like it. Also something that happened, um, uh, you know, we we'd like to talk about rookies and in fantasy football. Jonathan Taylor, we have Swift. Well, Taylor Swift dropped an album last night. Did you listen?
1: I have not listened, no. She's not really my uh, favorite. And I'm not really a big Taylor Swift fan, but I'll probably listen to it just because. It's, I feel like whenever Taylor Swift releases something, you got to listen to it.
0: Yeah, I haven't listened, but I had to figure out how to put things on, uh, on YouTube. Or not YouTube. I'm so old now. iTunes for my girlfriend. Uh, she downloaded the. Who album. uses
1: iTunes still?
0: Uh, uh, this old, this old group of people that are here right now. So I had to figure that what? out.
1: Uh, iTunes.
0: I, dude, I don't know. I yeah,
1: just listen to the. Sh- put a playlist together on Pandora I, or Spotify I or something.
0: I think there might have been something special where she didn't drop it. Like she, it was ready for download, on her website. But it's not on release anywhere else yet. I don't know. Look, I was asked to do something and I did it. I just that's just it's how tw-
1: it's tw- It's twenty twenty. Like I. Speaking of Spotify, uh, catch our podcast there, Friday Friends, on all of your podcast listening um, websites, iTunes, Spotify, Friday Friends. Follow him at OnlySandro on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at anisri 23 on both platforms as well. But I'm so, I'm sorry, Sandro. I people just don't put things on iTunes anymore. They just don't.
0: Uh, look, I like I said, I don't know, man. I didn't. I she asked. I said okay, and that's it. You know, that's what. What else do you want me to do? I I got
1: I think, Hey, to to each his own. You're an iTunes guy. I get it. I get it. Respect to you for um, you know, sticking to your ways.
0: Yeah. Well, look, th- that was her, not me. I, I, I just stream I use Pandora a lot. That's my go-to with uh,
1: Yeah, same a lot,
0: a lot of stuff. So here, real quick, I mean, look, the con the concrete reason why we have Friday Friends, fantasy sports, right? I mean we're gonna get into some MLB in a little bit. That's more of your wheelhouse, but we share something in common this year uh that bonds us together more than others. Scott Fishbowl we had the same exact spot that we're drafting out of we were drafting out of the sixth spot uh for anyone that doesn't know what the scott fishbowl is search scott fishbowl you could look it up on twitter hashtag sfbx it's a league with over 1400 participants it's broken into divisions of 12 teams and uh it's a lot of fun tight end premium which means you get extra points to super flex so that means you could start up to two quarterbacks Uh, Ani and I, once again, we shared the same spot, uh, different teams, of course. So uh, I will pull up your squad right now. And let's – well, this is my squad. But we'll pull up your squad like this. And we could kind of break down some of your picks here. Uh, Last time we did the pod, I think we only got to like the seventh or eighth round.
1: Uh, We got to um, Jared Cook. Remember, I was on the clock. I took my first tight end. And then that was it, 10th round.
0: So this is the first time I'm looking at your team since then. And I'm going to say right now my favorite pick after that Jared Cook, besides Latavius Murray. Love Adrian Peterson in the 18th round.
1: Yes. Ex- yeah, people are sleeping on old man Peterson, baby. I
0: love that. Um, look, the, the pod – truthers the fantasy the the Friday Friends fans know that we love Darius Geist super talented uh, definitely someone that I want in leagues this year I think his injuries are slightly fluky I mean that's what he's been telling us but Adrian Peterson still has a role I think in this offense you know let's say Darius Guys gets hurt again I mean Adrian Peterson could do something Uh, So I love that pick. Jimmy Graham is interesting to me as well. It's a tight end premium league, so you really don't need him to be a stud. Uh, He is your second tight end, and I'm guessing with your roster build, you're looking to only start one tight end a week.
1: Yes, correct. I'm only going to be starting one tight end a week. And the, so the reason I took Jimmy Graham, I'm like, all right, new team, new system. Maybe, you know, as a tight end too, why not? And then I took Devin Asiasi at the very late. Uh, Belichick's known to use his tight ends in the passing game quite a bit. And who else is catching balls out there, right? You got Nikhil Hare, you got Muhammad Sanu, Julian Edelman. Eh! Cam Newton's used to having Greg Olsen with him in Carolina. So maybe Devin, and I think Devin Asiasi is the better rookie, um, like, pass-catching tight end there. So I was like, you know, why not take a 21st dart throw on this guy? So I did.
0: Yeah, so I – we're going to talk about some players on new teams, so we'll definitely talk about the changes in New England and uh, in just a few. But Rashad Perryman, can you explain that to me? Because I'll be honest, I'm not sold on him any longer. Uh, I was all in on him in Baltimore. He had a great run in Tampa Bay, but that was with a – you know, Buccaneers team where Jameis Winston was throwing the ball uh probably hundred and ten percent of the game. Uh yeah. do you what you know, with the New York Jets, what what do you think Brashad Perriman's role is gonna be? All
1: right, so here's here's the thing. I think he is gonna be the wide receiver one on that team. They lost Robbie Anderson, they got Denzel Mim, so so why not? Um we got a shout out there from Roto Buzz guy, Howard Bender, saying, Why are you breaking down this team? Mine is so much better. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about your jetties here, Howard. Rashard Perriman. We're not talking about the Washington football team. Pipe down over there. But it he's my fifth wide receiver, right? I'm never gonna have to think about what wide receivers to talk every uh to start every week. I've got my four guys I'm gonna p- be plugging in every week. He's a bye week filler, if anything, and he's a flex play at best. And I think a Wide receiver one on a team as my flex, it's perfect. And do I think he's going to be an absolute stud? It's it's all depends on Sam Darnold. He's got the talent to be the stud, but I could see Brashard Perriman and Jamison Crowder getting most of the targets and catches on the Jets with Denzel Mims sprinkled in here and there.
0: So do you think, who do you think will end fantasy as the, the wide receiver one off the Jets? Do you think it's going to be Perriman or Crowder? Point-wise. Hey,
1: uh, PPR, probably Crowder. I mean, this guy gets like 10 catches a game.
0: Yeah, and that's why I took Crowder the 12th round. I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, as we switch over to my team real quick, I, I'm not a big fan of Perriman on the Jets. I like Sam Darnold in fantasy this year, I and I, I like Crowder a little bit more. Uh, for a more of a consistent play. Look, in a way, Scott Fishbowl is kind of more of like a GPP play where you're looking for home run hitters, which Perriman could be. But I haven't seen enough from him. And partly I've been burned from Perriman a lot since I – I mean, he used to be my old Chris Moore. I always always like looking at a wide receiver one off of – or who I think could be the wide receiver one off Baltimore. And I think I got burned by him. He's traveled a lot. Uh, I don't know if the Jets is the best fit for a guy. Uh, where I'm actually hoping that the running back in for the Jets kind of bounces back with Lev Bell. Um, I'm actually all in on Lev Bell this year and I love I like
1: I love Lev Bell a lot this year. Like but like you said, I don't know if I'm all in on the Jets. But Rashad Perriman, why not, right? Dart throw, no Robbie Anderson anymore. He could be a, a good guy, but yeah a good wide receiver but you got jameson crowder so we're gonna be just we're gonna be fighting for touches and we're kind of similar in a lot of ways here you got paris campbell i took michael Pittman. <laughs> two other guys that are gonna be fighting for targets and catches uh we do both have brandon cooks um you got Mohammed Sanu. i got devin asiasi so uh, some similarities here we're kind of investing in the same schemes i guess to an extent
0: i need jordan read the sign somewhere
1: I need Josh Gordon to sign somewhere. We both took a a free agent who has all the talent in the world but has had injury issues on your end, um, off-the-field issues on my end. So we're just going to have to see.
0: We both took uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, I I think people are sleeping on Tyrod a little bit in Superflex and two quarterback leagues. Or I mean, the people I'm talking to, every time I bring it up to a friend – Hey, uh, I'm thinking of drafting Tyrod Taylor in our two quarterback league. Oh, he's trash. Oh, based on what? He's a starter in the league. Uh, you got, we both got Tyrod Taylor at QB 30. So we got him round. The round is different, right? So I got him in the tenth. You got him in the twelfth. But we got him at the same spot, basically. Um, what What was your thought process with drafting Tyrod Taylor?
1: Yeah, uh, once again, third quarterback, right? I already got my two QBs. I think Tyrod's going to start, and I don't really see Herbert coming in unless that team's like 0-8, right? I think Tyrod's actually a pretty good quarterback. He's got some rushing ability as well. I think he's going to do just fine with the Chargers, and as my QB three, I couldn't be happier with him there, to be honest, in the 12th round. And then I took an even bigger I took a dart throw there in the 19th, if you see a little Jalen Hurts, watched him a lot in college. That dude is incredibly talented. And who is one of the more, uh, I'm going to get so much like backlash here from our Philadelphia listeners, but who is an injury prone court? Do you think injury prone QB, one of the first names that will come up is Carson Wentz. And people will be like, oh, he played 16 games last year. Oh, that guy's played 14. Oh, and he's healthy. He's the MVP of the league. Cool, but he's gonna get hurt. There's no other reason why the Eagles would draft a Q, uh, like Jalen Hurts early in the NFL draft if it wasn't insurance policy for their franchise QB Carson Wentz. So hey, if Wentz goes down, Hurts could be a stud.
0: So not even with injury concern, and this kind of leads into something that I wanted to talk to you about today, specifically for you know this is the time when you got to start putting together your leagues. This is when you have yes. to start figuring out who's in who's out and if there's any rule changes and uh, a big discussion this year and what with your team just tied in right are you opposed to having teams draft a team quarterback instead of specific players because of the coronavirus i'm out i'm I'm out out on that that. okay i'm out on that explain why
1: I think, like, a strategy goes into it. Say Carson Wentz gets COVID. I got Jalen Hurts, right? Like, I should get rewarded for my, like, thinking in the late 19th round to take a quarterback who could start due to injury or COVID. I think you have to reward people that do their research and get these deep, like, you know, sleeper guys at the end of the drafts, uh, like a maybe third-string running back or a third-string quarterback who could end up playing in this COVID world. And I think Team QB is a cop-out. That's, it's as simple as that. I think it's a cop-out.
0: So would you then— I would
1: increase the number of IR spots, though, on fantasy football rosters. Okay, what would you max out at? Well, say if your league only has one, I'd do four this year, to be quite honest with you.
0: Would you extend the bench as well, or just the IR spots?
1: Just IR spots. I think I would do four.
0: Okay. I mean 100%. I, I, think. I think I would
1: do 4. I think 4 is a fair number, you know. If you if you do 1, I think 4 is a good bump. If you do 2, I think you would have to I mean I think I, I think 4 is just good. I think that's the max. I don't 5 is way too much in my opinion. 5 is way too much.
0: Is it? I, like if you just said if you have 2, like why why would 5 not be why would you think I, 5 is so like- much? I feel
1: like that's already half your bench if you have five IR spots To in a, to, in a way. But, but the, I think four is safe. I, I, I don't have the – there's no, I feel like there's no right or wrong answer here because, like, my entire team could have COVID on I, any given week. Exactly. And no amount of IR spots is going to be enough for, you that, know? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at because some people have talked about kind of having an unlimited IR, which I don't agree with. I think four or five, five might be the max. Um, so
1: here, here's another, here's a question for you with this whole like COVID thing. We saw this happen yesterday in our first major sport back and baseball came back yesterday, opening day, hours before first pitch, Juan Soto, the, Suave. the future, the fu- so our boy Suave, yeah. the, the face of the nationals going forward, potentially one of the faces of baseball going forward, right? Young superstar coming up, world series champion, got COVID, tested positive, Couldn't play last night, won't be playing tomorrow. He can't play consecutive. He needs consecutive negative tests from the MLB labs. Yes, he took an immediate test uh, uh, that got him released, came back negative before the game, but still not allowed to play because it wasn't through the MLB labs. But guys would draft him in the first – people were drafting him in the first round of fantasy baseball drafts, right? And say he misses five games, that's five out of 60. That's huge in fan. That one. That's why I didn't play fantasy baseball this year because you have things like this are gonna happen. But what what do you think is the closest we would get like that in football? Like like maybe Dalvin Cook gets COVID and he's out for two weeks. Two weeks is pretty big in fantasy football.
0: It is, but I mean we have seen. I mean, we have seen instances where guys were suspended for three games, four games, and they've still helped you get to a championship. I, I guess it's the timing of when they get COVID. So if you have guys that are extremely safe and, and healthy and don't test positive for the first half of the year, but then you roll into the playoffs and, like, four of your guys happen to catch it, it's it's a tough situation. That's kind of, the I think, the thought process that people are having for team quarterback where it's – you. You just don't know. I mean, the scratch could happen minutes before the game. and Here's the thing. S- say you have Mahomes, right? Yeah. I guarantee his backup's still out
1: there on the waiver wire. So it's your job as a Mahomes owner to pick him up oh. if he gets scratched.
0: So, uh, But then I would say you have to extend bench spots
1: or maybe make a rule. No, you immediately throw Mahomes on the IR. There you go.
0: If you test positive, you can put them in your IR spot. But let's say the news cycle, like your your fantasy sports platform doesn't catch up with the news fast enough. Like they don't give him that tag until after the game. You're you're asking a lot of whatever website you use to be that fast, right? Let's say they're, you know, some of these websites they just they're they I, suck think that's where they, I think
1: that's where, like, your commissioner takes over, and the commissioner you contact your commissioner, like, hey, ah, uh, Mahomes just got positive. I'm trying to pick up this dude right now. Um, help me out. Can you can you move Mahomes to my IR? Like, notify
0: the. Le- that you need a good commissioner then. So people, yeah. you got to be better in 2020 uh, because if your commissioner sucks, your league might suck.
1: Your league might suck. Correct. Right. As right. it, this year more than others, it will not. Might it will suck.
0: So I, w- I want to talk to you about, uh, before we get into MLB in a little bit, cause you got some juicy props for, for the wonderful Friday friends, listeners, you know, we, we've been on and off during the off season with the show. We've been trying to figure out how we're going to get the the podcast to continue on while we're quarantined in quarantine. We usually do the show in person. Uh, so I want to go over some players, not all the players, but some of the players that are on new teams for this year. And, uh, kind of just discuss what impact they might have in fantasy and in the NFL. So you ready, Ani? Yeah. All right, so the big news, big story of the year, to me at least, is Tom Brady. Not in New England. He goes to Tampa Bay. Currently ADP. This is off the NFFC. Uh, I started it July 1st till now, uh, July 24th. He's currently uh, ADP average draft pick of 93, makes him QB 10. Are you drafting Tom Brady in your 12 team leagues? Nope. <laughs> I I've honestly never been a Tom
1: Brady in fantasy guy to be quite honest with you. I don't think I've ever had him on my fantasy team. Like he's always been drafted in the same range as like Philip Rivers and Big Ben, and I'm always drafting Philip Rivers or Big Ben on my fantasy team. Tom Brady is a Probably, arguably, the greatest quarterback of all time, but he's not a fantasy QB in my opinion. He's just not.
0: All right, listen, you especially just... when he was
1: with the Patriots, he would only get like what two hundred yards and maybe like two touchdowns. I need my Big Ben five hundred yard games with five touchdowns. I don't care if he throws two picks.
0: So Brady's prop yardage passing prop. Uh, this is off DraftKings sportsbook. Four thousand three hundred yards. Over under a lot.
1: That's a good line. I I'm probably going to go over just because it's a Bruce Arians system and not a Bill Belichick's. If this was on the Patriots, I'd take the under actually. But since Bruce Arians likes to throw the football more and you've got I mean you got Evans, Godwin, Gronk, you know, O. J. Howard. It's a good line. I probably wouldn't bet this. But if I had to lean one way, I'd lean the over.
0: Yeah, I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably not touching this. Uh, but I kind of wish they had a better running back situation to to kind of. Because I, I feel like that everyone is so high on this offense. And you and I think the defense is going to take the next step next year. I don't know if they're going to be an elite defense, but I think they could. You know, they could be better. They were put into a tough position last year because of all these well, they were. They had
1: one of the best run defenses in the league last yeah. year. Let's so, talk about that real quick. They shut Christian McCaffrey down in the two games they would play the Panthers, and that's impressive. They were the only team to do it.
0: Yeah, and so I don't think Brady's going to need to pass like Jameis Winston, which I, I don't want to say I'm fading Godwin and Evans, but they're going really close to each other and kind of in the range where I'm still grabbing running backs. So 4,300 yards seems like a lot to me with it. I don't think they're going to be behind in a lot of games. I don't think they're going to – I mean, Brady could throw two quick touchdowns and then they could run the ball. Look, if they sign Devonta Freeman, uh, I think this this offense changes immensely. You know, what are your thoughts on Ronald Jones or Keyshawn Vaughn? I'm not touching them. I mean, I'm not drafting them because, uh, like, I, I'm higher on – and we'll get into some of these – Names in a in a couple minutes, but like I like I like Todd Gurley this year. I like Devonta Freeman and I like Lev Bell. And based on the where they're getting drafted, you could technically have a team with Todd Gurley, David Johnson, and Lev Bell. I mean, it's not impossible. You're going to have to reach a little bit in some spots, but you could you could have those three guys, and I'm perfectly fine with it.
1: No, I, I'm with you 100. percent I'm Look, with you 100% on that.
0: Every year we hear Ronald Jones is, oh, he came into the league young. Now he's gaining weight. He's, you know, muscle. He's gaining muscle. He's better. Like, I don't know. I mean, and Tom Brady is the type of quarterback that could prop up a running back. We saw it with Deion Lewis, who has not been anything since he left the Patriots. So, I mean, Ronald Jones could perfectly become a low-end I I'm I don't want to say RB1, I guess, high-end RB2 in a sense. High-end
1: RB2 is probably where I would, yeah. I, but what I it could become. That's yeah. the key word, could.
0: They also, uh, the Patriots, I'm sorry, the Buccaneers have also added Gronk, uh, which, you know, I, I'm i not really drafting him either. <laughs> um, the, you know, the team is, you know, the over-under at DraftKings Sportsbook, nine and a half wins. So with the new Tom Brady, Gronk, mike evans godwin combination going on um, there's only mm-hmm. one football i think they could win 10 games so an over i'm fine with if you're gonna bet that i you know but i don't know if these guys are gonna be as fantasy friendly as we're hoping that they'll they'll be
1: I, I I need him. to. I need Godwin to be fantasy friendly. Let's put it like that. Cause I have a lot of shares of Godwin and I'm probably going to pick up even more shares of Godwin just because where he's going in drafts, it's a discount, you know? And I know a lot of people are banking on the same thing with Mike Evans cause he's falling into like the fourth round of drafts. So
0: is he, is Mike Evans going to, is this going to be the first year he doesn't have a thousand yards?
1: No, I think there's space on that team for multiple thousand yard wide receivers.
0: Let's move on. Todd Gurley goes to Atlanta. Uh, current ADP, 26. That makes him RB, 15.
1: I am unfortunately all in on Todd Gurley this year, too.
0: Unfortunately? No, you got to be
1: fortunate. <sighs> no, it's unfortunate because, like, I am I know I'm just setting, like, I'm setting myself up for, like, sadness. Because he's probably going to get hurt. That arthritic knee is probably going to flare up, and I'm going to lose – fantasy leagues because i invested in Todd Gurley. You know i'm i'm setting myself up to lose i feel like.
0: I th- All right, well let let's take a look at this, right? So you get him as your RB2. Right? He's going 26th, second round. Like i feel like that's high. You know, i'm going off uh NFFC which is the high stakes guys who in in some cases i think they overinflate the what the traditional draft is doing. Uh so I have been getting Todd Gurley third fourth round which you know makes his draft pick lower. Uh but I if he's my third running back, I I'm fine with that. I mean that's a flex play in most leagues where you only start two quarterback, uh, two running backs.
1: Right. Uh, I so I I just Todd Gurley, it's just I I'm all in but it's like I feel like something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you just have that – sometimes you have a feeling. It's like there's – I shouldn't be more in than I – that – I shouldn't be as in as I am, you know? Like, I should not be this in on Todd Gurley. I feel like – I'm not treading with caution when I should be.
0: So, 825 and a half yards is his rushing prop. Uh, Look, I can see a world, right? You think over. So, hold on. I I could say – I could see a world That's what I'm telling you. I'm all in on Todd Gurley. I could see Uh. it being under, slightly under, but his touchdowns I think could be close to double digit based on Julio Jones getting stopped at the one-yard line. Hand it off to Todd Gurley on the goal line where he Here's does th- great work. Here's
1: the thing, though. Like, who's behind him? No one. When he was on the Rams, you, got, you had guys like Henderson, Malcolm Brown, McVay like the cycle as running backs, right? Like, Gurley would get like 12 carries a game. Malcolm Brown would get like eight, and you had this split back, whatever. know Smith's not getting 10 carries a game. Gurley's going to get the ball like 20 times, right? Like, per game. How does he not hit a thousand yards rushing?
0: Like that's what I'm saying. I'm all in. Oh, <laughs> I I don't know. Look, I don't know. I, look, I want him to get a thousand. He has a thousand yard upside. That's why I'm drafting him, especially if I get him second, yeah, third round. I I I am getting Todd Gurley as my RB two. I think there is upside for a thousand yards. I
1: think he's a perfect RB two, and he's RB one upside. Yeah,
0: going right after Todd Gurley also changed teams during the offseason. Melvin Gordon. He's a ADP of 27, makes him RB16. Obviously, it's one pick after Todd Gurley. Uh, what What are your thoughts on Melvin Gordon this year?
1: So I think I'm on an island with this. I think Melvin Gordon is the most overrated running back in football. There, I said it. I think he's touchdown dependent when it comes to fantasy. I don't think he's a great runner. I think he's offensive line dependent. I've been watching him since his days at Wisconsin. Call me a bad scout, whatever. But the reason he dominated Wisconsin is because Wisconsin has one of the best offensive lines that you will come across in college football every single season. Just look at all the running backs that come out of Wisconsin. They're beasts, man. James White, Corey Clement. We had Monte Ball come out. Melvin Gordon's come out. They come out. And what's happened to Monte Ball? Irrelevant. Mm Melvin Gordon's going to a team where it's going to be kind of similar to the setup, I feel like, with Austin Eckler, right? He's got Philip Lindsay right behind him. And I feel so bad for my boy Royce Freeman, man. I always thought Royce Freeman was the best running back in that Denver backfield between him and Lindsey. But Lindsay just had a great year. Royce Freeman's now the third running back on that team. Can he, like, go somewhere so he gets opportunity, please? Let my boy Royce run.
0: So Melvin Gordon has only had one rushing season with 1,000 yards. Uh, last overrated. Last, last year he, you know. Obvious. But his touchdown numbers are inflated, right? Hold on. This is you know when I you know when I get into a every other trend, I really fall oh, hard for this. Oh my god.
1: You and your even seasons. Odd seasons. Like I'm surprised you're not a San Francisco Giants fan, because I remember that's what they would always say. We're winning a World Series when it's an even year.
0: No, I'm a, I'm a an World Astros Series fan this year. So Fluky first rookie, you know, rookie year, zero touchdowns, which is why I gobbled him up in 2016 for you know, my fantasy drafts. People were like, "He scored zero touchdowns last year." I'm like, "Yeah, the odds of him doing that again. He scored 10, right the year after." Touchdown dependent when it
1: comes to fantasy, man. I
0: don't I hate touchdown dependent fantasy players. Right, hold on, hold on. I'm out. I'm out. He went 10, 10 touchdowns, 2016, 2017, 8, 2018, 10. Guess how many he had last year? Seven. Eight. Ten, eight, uh, ten, eight this year. Ten touchdowns. I mean, it's it's his M.O. It's, it's definitely possible. Don't get me wrong,
1: but that's what I'm saying. You need him to get touchdowns, though, to be fantasy relevant for where you're drafting him as your RB1. And I'm out on that. I'm out.
0: Well, RB2. I'm sorry. I'm I, just out. I mean, you're getting him RB2. He's the 16th running back off. I would the rather have
1: Todd Gurley than Melvin
0: Gordon. All right. How about this? because I'm not targeting Melvin Gordon uh, either. Uh,
1: give me either Ors then. Yeah, give me some either Ors.
0: Well, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to go into the next guy who changed teams. Yeah. David Johnson. Owen. He's going if Carlos
1: Hyde can rush for 1000 yards in on the, in that Houston team. David Johnson can rush for 2000 yards. Done. Exactly. That's that's exactly my point with David Johnson. The difference between Melvin Gordon and David Johnson here is Melvin Gordon is touchdown dependent. And David Johnson is
0: health dependent. If David Johnson stays healthy. This dude's gonna tear it up. I I agree. I mean, he's currently ADP forty. That's running back twenty one off the board. Like he he could. I've gotten him as an RV three. Uh, I'm all I'm all in. Why in a PPR league? Why there's no DeAndre Hopkins who we're gonna get into. He's another player who went to a new team. You know there's there's uh, the running back situation there. He's the guy, and this is a team that has had a thousand yard rusher out of a guy uh, like Carlos Hyde, which I think people are very low on Carlos Hyde compared to me. I've always been like, yeah, I'm fine having Carlos Hyde on my team. I mean, we're all all in on Lamar Miller as you know a late round guy. The Texans pro- produce fantasy relevant running backs. Uh, so David Johnson, you're all in on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guy can
1: catch the ball too, so I'm all in.
0: I'm trying to think. Like, is there?
1: What would you? Become? I have a question. I have, no, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think of what Sean McVay came out and said this year?
0: where he wants to- about
1: how he's going to have a committee back system. So that's Acres, Henderson, Brown.
0: I think that's How do e- you think this hurts? I think that's easy to say that now, but with injuries and COVID, a lot of teams are forced. I mean, he's lucky, right? You have three guys that you think you're confident in. You're lucky that you have three guys you're confident in because that means that your system won't have to change too much once, you know, reality sets in, but it's early on where I don't know. I look, I think Cam Akers at the end of the day could win that job uh, as being the majority guy. And maybe one of the other guys will tag in uh, every once in a while. But, you know, to have three guys that are constantly running in and out, it's it's hard enough for a running back where they have all these different roles and assignments. So
1: do you think one of the running backs comes out as the leader
0: I think Cam Akers eventually will do
1: it. I mean, it, God, I need it, man. I got him in Dynasty. If, I need my boy if Akers.
0: If it isn't this year, next year, right? Like I, with rookie running backs that go early in drafts. So let's use Josh Jacobs for example. Last year, I thought he was being overdrafted. Mm-hmm. I, he's a rookie. I need to see him, right? I, the the college stuff. There was a lot of you know some negative stuff about like whatever, but he. And I don't mean negative like off the field. I mean on the field. But this year I'm all in on him. I, I will take Josh Jacobs at the end of the first round, early second round, because I've seen him in the system, and I think he can grow from the role that he had last year. Cam Akers, I, look, I don't, I don't know what this Rams offense is. It's changed a little bit. But I think if you don't rush him into the role, he could eventually take it over by the end of the year or even, you know, Definitely by next year. He's one of those guys I'm going to wait and see. I'd rather take a David Johnson. I'd rather take, you know, Todd Gurley instead of taking a – and I'm not saying that the, the ADP is relevant, but I'm just saying the mm-hmm. way that I'm, I'm building my roster right now.
1: I'll take Cam Akers over Melvin Gordon. I'm out on Melvin. I'm out. You can take all – anyone that's listening out there that's in a league with me, you take all the Melvin you want. I won't touch him on, if he, even if it's the 20th round. I'm not touching Melvin Gordon. Get out.
0: For everyone just hopping into the live stream, uh, I'm at only Sandro on Twitter and Instagram. Ani's at Anishree23. We're going over players in new places on new teams this year, kind of discussing what the role will be. And let's go with the hot topic wide receiver of the offseason. DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals. He is uh, his current ADP 17 wide receiver four. I think that's a fair. I mean, that's,
1: I like them. Yeah. I
0: like them too. The thing is there's been there's a weird stat with wide receiver ones on new teams that they usually have a decline in the year. Before I get your comment on this, I'm going to say this. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be impacted by that weird trend where wide receiver ones don't really, you know, like Odell Beckham the high, he was not a wide receiver one. He was not the old Odell Beckham from the Giants when he got to the Browns. But DeAndre Hopkins has had training on this. He's dealt with so many different quarterbacks. I don't care about the system learning a new system. He has a fantasy-friendly pass offense that he's with. Kyler Murray likes to throw the ball. DeAndre Hopkins can catch anything thrown at him. And, like, wide receiver four, I mean, I, I would draw, draft him wide receiver three if, if – If I felt like I wanted him there, like I, he's he's an elite. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, Hopkins is quarterback proof. We've seen it countless times, like you said in Houston. He had some guys on. I uh, let's let's see, Texans. All right, so Matt Schaub. I remember the Texans at one point in the playoffs had like their fourth string QB. Right. Uh, I forget his name. He played at UNC. Yates. TJ Yates. Oh my god. TJ Yates was throwing him the football and he still dominated. In an air raid quote unquote system there in Arizona. I think he he's gonna be your wide receiver one. He's a stud. Oh my god, Matt Shaw, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler, TJ Yates. Like these are the guys that were throwing him the football and he's still dominating. AJ McCarron. Oh, Tom Savage. Oh my god.
0: Was he there Tell for me. Ryan Mallet?
1: Case Keenum.
0: <laughs> Brandon Oh Hoyer. No, no. Oh, hold on, real quick, before like you this this is kind of, I guess, part of the segment. I didn't really do any research on this, but uh speaking of like COVID and stuff like that, you, you just poo-pooed all over uh Case Keenum. I actually think he's one of the best backups in the league. Especially on the where, Browns. Where is he? He's oh, he's on, on the Browns, Browns. behind he's been Baker Someone Mayfield. where I
1: have to like, I have to ask every year. I got to be like, where is he now?
0: Yeah, I feel like he's been
1: on six different teams in the past five years.
0: He has. Uh, so the thing is, though, there's a look. Quarterbacks might sit out, right? Not. It just might happen. People might get sick. Uh, but he meet the uh, Case Keenum meets back up with Kevin Stefanski, uh, who he was with. I'm pretty sure with the Vikings. Kings. uh, So, like, I, I think that if you go into a quarterback team, driv- like, if your league is going to draft just quarterback teams, I'm looking at the Browns because this is an offense where, you know, I like Baker this year as a bounce back. He, his price tag is, is pretty good. But I love Case Keenum as his backup who kind of already knows this system. Uh No,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And let's do something really fun real quick, all right? Yes. I'm going to put you on the spot. Case Canyon was drafted in 2012. He's been on six teams in his eight seasons. Can you name all six?
0: Oh, that's good. Uh, Rams? Yep. Vikings? Yep. Redskins? Yep. Browns? Yep. Texans?
1: Yep. <laughs> Denver? <laughs> yeah, the Broncos. Man. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> He had two stints with the Texans, and he had two stints with the Rams, one as St. Louis and one as L.A. Yeah, boy. So So he's technically been in seven cities in his eight seasons in the NFL. Houston, St. Louis, L.A., Minnesota, Denver, Washington, now Cleveland. Oh, poor Case
0: Keenum, man. What did he ever do to deserve this? I don't know. He was on my (laughs) Scott Fishbowl team last year. So DeAndre Hopkins, (laughs) real quick before we move on, 1100 – and 50 and a half yards. Over under? Over. I, I could see it. Do you like...
1: Larry, like Kyler's going to air it out. I think there's the opportunity is going to be there, and I think he'll feast.
0: Stephon Diggs made the move from the Vikings to the Bills. Current ADP 67. Wide receiver 28. Means you could get him in the second, third round. Uh, we saw some attitude issues in minnesota with digs buffalo i don't know if that's like the it's not an air raid offense kind of pass uh run first
1: you'll do i think he will do well i think he's a solid wide receiver two right i don't think he's wide receiver one i think he's wide receiver two maybe wide receiver three even in some spots um i've i've kind of been like Yes and no on Stefan Diggs for the time he's been in the NFL. You know, like, I think he's a good wide receiver talent-wise, and I could draft him. I think he's going to give me points. But it's a health thing with him, right? He's got a groin injury, like, almost eight games out of the season. Like, I just can't have someone like that on my fantasy team. I'm sorry. I'm out. And here I am talking about how much I'm in on Todd Gurley. But I'm like, ah,
0: Stefan Diggs is groin. I'm out. All right. Let's get into some baseball props, Uh, you know, well, one more real quick, just to throw it out there. Phillip Rivers at 183, QB 26. Yes. He's free. all in on Rivers. He's, he's free. All right, let's get into baseball. He's
1: not, not going to get sacked behind
0: he, that offensive line. Dude, I love that. In best ball, I'm drafting the Colts defense. I think the, not just, they're not a powerhouse.
1: Everywhere, I'm taking the Colts. I'm all in on the Colts. They're winning the Super Bowl. Get my boy Rivers a ring. Mm,
0: okay. Uh, oh. it's too hot for TV right there. So we're going to go into some baseball props. So I have not looked into any of this. So I'm going to throw over to Ani, who is, uh, you know, he's part of the parlay boys, you know. It's,
1: yeah. So, I mean, this is this is what we live for, right? We got baseball props. One prop I'm going to let people know I'm already in on. I don't know if you can get in on it still. Um, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook today, like a uh, special for opening day. Anybody that was an all-star in 2019, if they hit a home run on opening day, so that's yesterday and today, you win. And the odds were plus 100. I
0: saw that, yeah.
1: So I was like, "Eh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good odds, right? I'm in. Shoot, why not? No one hit one yesterday, of course. (laughs) But (laughs) I had three guys on the Yankees, three guys on the Dodgers. None of them hit one. Sure, awesome. Like, that's great. So it's all up to today. Hopefully, I cash in. But. The thing the prop that I like to say that I'm the best at personally I'm not saying like I'm the best in the world but personally I'm best at this strikeout props. Right. And this is an interesting season for strikeout props especially early cuz you don't know how long a managers are going to keep these pitchers in. We've heard pulled by the 5th inning, we've heard you know like 90 pitches. So it's tough. But right. rain outs ra- rain outs <laughs> First, but we got some early action here. It starts at 4 o'clock. The main slate on DK is not till 7, which is why we can't really give you guys like any DFS info because, one, we don't know who's playing. Two, who knows who's going to test positive for COVID, similar to Juan Soto. And three, who knows if they're going to be Clay- Clayton Kershaw and get scratched for a back. So we can't really give you guys that. We would love to, but we can't. But we do have props. And Jacob deGrom, L Cy Young winner last year's, Strikeout prop. This is what my boy Phil Backer and I like to call the K threshold. Hmm. The line that Vegas sets where we're like, this is probably the best line, but it's six and a half Okay. against the Braves. They play at four o'clock. I like the over there on Grom Six and a half. If you look at last year's outings against the Braves, he had nine strikeouts. He had do, 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 ten, nine, ten, 7 and 13 (laughs) and in all those games uh, so he went seven innings in the 13 strikeouts he went eight in the 10 he went six in the seven strikeouts and he went five innings this is the big one he went five innings in a nine strikeout game against the braves i'm just saying he goes five innings again I think he gets seven strikeouts. I think he does. I think he's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I like the over there. I like the A's today to beat the Angels. Uh, They are the favorite, but I like that. I would take that money line if you want to parlay it with another team. I I like the under in the Toronto Blue Jays-Tampa Bay Rays game, actually. The over under there is seven and a half. I'm leaning under on that game. One, because the Blue Jays have just been in a mess recently, right? They don't know where they're going to play their baseball. It looks like it's going to now be, what, D.C.? Because Pittsburgh said no. D.C. said yes. Baltimore said yes. It looks like Camden Yards. They're a mess. I don't think they're there, like, psychologically in the game right now. The Rays have one of the best pitching rotations in baseball. They got Charlie Morton on the mound today against Jin Ryu. I like the under seven and a half. Um... Aside from that, there's not a lot of over-unders I really like. The highest over-under on the board today is Red Sox-Orioles. So if you are building DFS lineups, maybe look to stack that game, especially with Red Sox hitters.
0: That's, yeah, I was going to yep. say Red Sox and, and Chris Davis.
1: And Chris Davis, that's Sandro's boy, Optimizer never lies. Uh, maybe a little Hanser Alberto if he's in the lineup. That's my boy. He's won me a lot of money. But I like the over the Gram props. Um, other pitcher props I might take... Um, do you like – I mean, these are your kind of guys, Sandro. Danny Duffy, probably going to be dirt cheap in DFS. Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, probably going to be dirt Starting cheap. Starting in my season long. Yeah, but he's four and a half over under on the strikes uh, against the Phillies. He's getting five. He's getting five, right? At plus 100, I think that's a good bet to take the over. So, have fun with this, guys. Don't put too much money in on it today because these are guys, these guys' first games. You really don't know what's going to happen. But – I like the overrun. I think DeGrom's the safest over here. At right. 6.5, he's going to hit the threshold. Boom, so, lock it in.
0: So just to recap real quick on the short list of props, uh, DeGrom, 6.5 strikeouts. Ani's going over. Over. He thinks the A's are going to beat the Angels The Angels, today. boom, lock and it in. And then go with the under 7.5 run total for the Blue Jays game uh, versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, would, you, would you say this is Ani's parlay of the day?
1: Yeah, actually, that's good. Yeah, that's my parlay of the day. Yeah, I can't wait to go zero and three.
0: I love go. it. I love Let's it. Start so, off
1: strong. Zero and three, baby. <laughs> make,
0: make sure you get at Ani for get on him if you win or lose at Ani Shree twenty three. I'm not giving you any baseball advice besides Chris <laughs> Davis today, which is not great at all. Uh, but you can Chris me up, Davis with a K. No, with a C. At only Sandro <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, if you missed any of the live stream and. You're not listening on the podcast, which you could catch anywhere. Uh, We recapped some uh, must-see Netflix TV today. We talked about the Taco Bell menu change. Taylor Swift drops an album, and no one's listened to it except for my girlfriend. Uh, We talked about fantasy football players, uh, specifically the ones that have moved to new teams during the offseason and some COVID-19-related maybe league changes, roster adjustments you might want to consider uh, other than that, Ani, before we get out of here, you have any, th- any last words for the Friday Friends family?
1: Yeah, shout out to uh, my boy Ben Rasa, actually, over at Awesome Oak. A couple of days ago, I asked him who the first-round leader would be for this golf tournament going on, the 3M Open. I put a little money on Ryan Moore at plus 6,900, and he came in uh, second yesterday. I, oh, okay. I just missed out. He I had a full day sweat, though, because he was at the leaderboard for a while until two guys, like, jumped him, but hey – Shout out, Ben. Thank you for a nice golf sweat, but I'm going to try out now for that Indian matchmaking show.
0: You got to watch it. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Friday, (laughs) friends. For my buddy, Anishree23, I'm only Sandro, and we'll talk to you next week on Friday, friends.